This is the Teammates Mentoring Hour, coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC studio and online at theticketfm.com. Welcome to a special edition of Teammates Mentoring Hour. I want to thank you folks for joining us. You know how to reach out. Uh, 402-464-5685. That's the Sarda Hammond text line and the Honda Lincoln hotline. Uh, you can do so. You can also follow the live video stream brought to you by Sarder Heyman. Uh, that is Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. You can see what's going on in the studio, and this is one where you might want to get to the video stream. This is a special one. The Not only the, 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 the icon and the legend, but kind of the heartbeat of Lincoln. I think it's fair to call Coach Osborne the heartbeat of, of Lincoln, Nebraska. And the project for me and making sure that we had a weekly spot to have these conversations is finding the good-hearted people of Lincoln, having them rally and represent for young people uh, going forward. That's how communities are built. That's how communities are elevated. And it's a joy. It's an absolute joy. Let's bring in the big man. Let's bring in Des Moines Adams. Des Moines, man. It's good to see you, bro. Hey, DP, man. It's good to see you as well. And I must say, you are a man of your word, man. (laughs) Seriously, you are a man of your word. So just appreciate the opportunity uh, just for teammates mentoring to be the spotlight for the next hour. It's – um. Mentoring has been important to me, um, developing programs all over the country. And But to get here, when I got here, the first thing was somebody said, if you're going to mentor here, teammates is the spot. So I registered when I first got here two years ago, like in the middle of the pandemic. I didn't even – I was like, <laughs> okay, let me see what this is. But to once I got inside of it, it was pretty simple to figure out what good was being done and how it was being done. So I'm – it's 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 a pleasure each week uh, to see the the gathering throng of of thrall of, of Nebraskans rally for this thing and and say hey I, I signed up I want to be a part of this um, it's removing some of the fear people have do I have enough time is my heart good enough to do this <laughs> right it's all the questions that that people deal with but it's great to have it each week and I'm glad to have you here I will allow you kind sir to introduce our guest tonight. Yes, you know, uh, our special guest tonight, someone who actually um, convinced me that Lincoln, Nebraska would be a great place for me to um, spend four or five years getting my education while playing for one of the best teams in the country. Unfortunately, um, he did not stick around to coach me. He recruited me, and then he left after winning that uh, national championship, but very fortunate that he recruited me to be a part of his other team, this team called Teammates Mentoring. Um, and uh, that man is um, former head coach Tom Osborne. Let's bring him in. Coach, how are you doing this evening? Thank you for doing this. I'm uh, doing fine. <clears throat> Thank you guys for having me on. And uh, it's nice to, nice to see you. And I appreciate the fact that you're a mentor. And uh, so uh, hopefully we can have a good conversation about it. Coach, it, 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 to me, it settles that leadership requires that you you leave something behind like that's the idea is, is is that you're leaving things behind and you're affecting lives that you're never going of people you're never going to meet like that's the ideal that all of this this grand idea that you and your wife had now has legs it has seeds have been planted and now branchlings are, are, are there can we go back and tell folks who may not know the story of why how this idea comes to 
to fruition? What what instigated? What started the idea? This whole teammates mentoring thing. Well, <clears throat> it really started with my wife Nancy. Um, she had seen a segment of sixty minutes in which a, an elderly gentleman named Eugene Lang had um, been on the sixty minutes program, and Eugene Lang was. Um, asked to go back and speak at his uh, at a graduation of his middle school. And when he arrived, he was somewhat shocked at uh, the changes because when he'd gone to school there, it had been in the suburbs and uh, been a fairly wealthy area. And now it was in the inner city. And he asked the uh, principal, he said, how many of these kids do you think will go on to college? And the principal said, well, if we're fortunate, maybe one will go on to college. And that really shocked him. So he said, as he got up and talked to his students, he said, if you guys will stay out of trouble and uh, graduate from high school, I'll pay your way to college. So Nancy, being impressed by this, said, is there some way we could do something like that? And they didn't pay coaches in those days what they do today. So I said, uh, Nancy, I don't know that we can pay a whole um, middle school uh, to go to college, but I'll see what we can do. So I, I got in front of our team the next day and I said, how many of you guys be willing to serve as a mentor for a uh, young guy, seventh or eighth grade, like in public schools? And 22 hands went up. And uh, so we went to Lincoln Public Schools and they said, yeah, we, we're sure there's some, some young people that would like to have football players as a mentor. We didn't know much about what we were doing, but we just told the players to meet with these kids once a week. Uh, you can uh, go to the school, you can bring them to practice if you want, whatever. And once a month, we'd get them all together. We'd have a speaker, play some basketball. Valentino's gave us some pizza, and uh, that was kind of the way it went. And uh, it seemed to be going well, but we were surprised when these guys got to be seniors that of the 22, 21 graduated on time. And from that group, we thought maybe if three fourths graduated on time, that'd be pretty good. And the one guy that didn't graduate was on a motocross tour. He's riding dirt bikes around the country, and he eventually did graduate. The thing that really surprised us was uh, um, of the 22, 18 went on to college. And in the process, I had told them, I said, if you guys will go to college, we will pay your way. And didn't know where the money was coming from, but eventually we raised about $250,000, and that was the money. And, uh, and so we thought, well, maybe there's something to this. We began to expand the program, began to have adults as mentors, and uh, started here in Lincoln, and uh, started out with about 250 matches. Then we began to spread across the state, and uh, and eventually now we're in five states and uh, mentoring around 10,000 kids. So it has grown a lot, but um, it's been trial and error, and uh, we've built it slowly. We're really pleased that Des Moines is now the executive director of Teammates. He uh, has worked with Teammates previously for eight years, did a great job, and um, Right now, he's doing a very fine job of implementing a lot of things that we think are innovative and, and uh, are going to be good for teammates going forward. So that's kind of a brief history. 
So the one thing that I might just add is that um, of those 22 football players, um, it seems to me that those guys who volunteered, who are willing to give their time, did exceptionally well with their lives. One of them's an orthopedic surgeon, one's Will Shields, who obviously did, had a great career down with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, one's an attorney in Omaha, Georgia Chola, on and on and on. Uh, one one guy, Jason Light, is the uh, is the general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who just won the uh, Super Bowl last year. So um, it seems like people who serve, people who care about other people, uh, generally speaking, do better with their lives. And uh, so being a mentor is not a one-way street. I think our mentors get as much or more out of being a mentor as the mentees do. So anyway, enough from me, but uh, that's sort of how we started out. Devoin, what we, often it's said that coaches speak, lead, and coach in the voice of the people that led them, that helped build them. What voice, what are the words and actions that follow based on Tom Osborne and what he's done for you? You know, still to this day, I, I call him coach. You have guys like Ricky Simmons, Jay Foreman, pretty much uh, the majority of uh, players that played under him, even players that were recruited, we, we still call him coach. And um, I think that just speaks to, you know, who he was. He was more than just a coach. He was a mentor. He was a role model. Um, and so um, I think that's one thing that is special about teammates mentoring. One of the things that we've been trying to do uh, with the help of Chris Anderson, uh, we've been really trying to rally up all former Huskers, former staff, former administrators to get them involved with teammates, uh, to serve as a mentor, to support his legacy. So as we celebrate 30 years, how can we set teammates mentoring up so that it's around for another 30 years? And so uh, it's definitely a special program, and it's a legacy that we want to continue. And uh, uh, we just appreciate all of the players that are, uh, you know, that are stepping up to support, but also to the 10,000-plus mentors that are using their role to be role models uh, to our 10,000-plus youth. Coach, it, it, in watching your young men become great men and leaders, <laughs> um, What's the, what's the thing that you say to your former players most often? What's the thing that you constantly remind them about? Uh, is it about Husker? Is it about Husker living? Is it about life? What's the constant message between you and your, the folks who are leading now? Well, I think one of, the, uh, one of the great things about coaching is those relationships. Uh, you know, you're, you coach a player for four years, sometimes five years. But it usually doesn't end there. Um, when when you've uh, had that kind of experience together, um, it it continues, and so there's hardly a week goes by that I don't hear from three, four, five players. Sometimes more than that, and uh, and of course each player is different, and uh, our experience is different. So there's no one message that I give them. I usually just simply try to encourage them. Sometimes they call because they have a problem. Sometimes it's simply to reminisce about something that happened in the past. Sometimes it's to say thank you for this or that. And it's amazing how many times something that was said, something that was done maybe 15, 20, 30 years ago 
I don't remember it, but it stood out in their mind. It's something that has stayed with them. And, uh, and so uh, that's really one of the great things about coaching is simply the relationships continue. And, uh, and seeing those young guys uh, that you knew as 17-year-olds, 18-year-old kids uh, become uh, productive uh, human beings, uh, accomplish a lot of things with their lives uh, is is certainly very gratifying. That's probably the most satisfying thing about coaching. It's not the, the watches, the rings, the uh, championships. Uh, those are the things most people would think would be the thing that would be the most meaningful, but it's really the relationships that are, are the most significant. We're here with Des Moines Adams and the legend, uh, Coach Tom Osborne. The teammates mentoring uh, program is affecting lives and has been. Uh, since it's it's initiative, but Des Moines, let me ask you what what are the questions that people ask that require answers that you can do on the on the large level? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I know there are a lot of people that have a hesitation about you know if they would be a good mentor. And you know, one of the myths is you know you have to be an expert, you have to be perfect. Um, you know, our mentors are not perfect. Uh, we don't train our mentors to be tutors or counselors or to fix anyone. Uh, we're just simply asking for positive role models who are willing to be there uh, for our youth. Once a month for about 30 to 40 minutes, we're a school-based mentoring program, and so um, everything happens at the school. Uh, we're relationship-based. You know, we do want our mentors to establish their relationship, and that relationship builds when they show up once a week. And then once a week leads to once a month, the next thing you know, they're building this relationship that continues through elementary, middle school, and high school, but then also we're strengths-based. You know, we feel that all students have potential, but kind of like coaching, uh, the only way that that player can be their best is if they have a good coach that helps them to reach their full potential, uh, not by focusing on their weaknesses or things that are wrong with them or things that they can't do, but their strengths. And that's how we train our mentors. And so to be a mentor is simply that heart, that willingness to give back, uh, to really um, use your role to be that role model by giving our students that hope and resiliency that they need to be winners in life. But they can't be winners if they don't see winners. Because right now, uh, right now, um, the Internet, um, Instagram, Snapchat, they are really influencing our young people. But the face-to-face, -face, that's what we believe in. That's our mission. And we want to continue to make a difference in the lives of so many more youth. But we need more adults who are willing to uh, make that commitment. And we do the training. We give you the tools. We just simply just need your heart of being committed and your willingness to be there once a week for a young person. Coach, how, how many people – I'm told there's a waiting list. So how many people, how many young people – are, are waiting currently for a mentor to, to step into their lives. Do you know? Well, I'd say over the years, uh, the average has been about one third more uh, wanting a mentor than we have mentors. And uh, so in Lincoln, we're mentoring usually every year somewhere between uh, uh, 12, 1300. So you would have to assume that there's another five or 600 who would like a mentor in Lincoln. And that's probably true across uh, the five state area. So 
We're mentoring 10,000. We probably have another 5,000 who have signed up and said they would like to be a mentor, like like to have a mentor. And one thing, important thing that we want people to understand is that um, there's nobody in teammates who doesn't ask to be there. In other words, they're, they're wanting a mentor. It isn't like a school administrator or somebody in law enforcement has said, you have to join teammates. These are all people who have raised their hand. Their parents have also, sometimes it's one parent, sometimes it's both parents, but they say, yes, I would like a mentor for my young person. So they're really looking forward to and, and wanting to have you show up in their life. And, um, and we think that's a critical issue. And of course, as Des Moines has pointed out, we uh, don't just throw you, uh, throw you into the game with no preparation. We uh, train mentors. Usually that training is somewhere in the range of a couple hours to, to sometimes two and a half. And we also train our mentees. We want them to understand that uh, the, the mentor is not going to be Santa Claus. You're, you're not to ask for gifts and those kinds of things. It's uh, this, this person here is to be your friend, to be somebody who supports you, somebody who cares about you. And um, But uh, we're not going to do things that are are going to be uncomfortable for the mentor or the mentee. Coach, I'll, I'll ask you both, but I'll ask you first, Coach. What trait is the most needed, most utilized, the most valuable for mentors, for potential mentors? Well, I would, I would say simply the ability to, to listen. Uh, sometimes you come in and there's a young, young guy or young woman that maybe hasn't been going to class like they should. Maybe uh, there's some things that are pretty obvious that could be corrected. And there's always that temptation to fix somebody and to come in with a three-point plan and say, well, well, you do this, 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 and you're going to be okay. And uh, that doesn't usually work very well. And so the main thing is to build that relationship and to really listen and to listen, listen empathetically. And uh, then there, there will come those teachable moments when that person uh, doesn't ask for advice, but just simply uh, wants you to share what what you think, what what would be helpful, and uh, and so I think listening skills, and probably the other thing is simply the ability to care, to care for somebody, because they they know whether you're there really to serve them and because you love them and care for them, or if you're there for some other reason, and uh, and so uh, 95% of our mentees indicate in questionnaires that they feel that their mentor cares for them. They look forward to seeing their mentor. They enjoy being with their mentor. And, uh, and it's always very rewarding for a mentor to, to see that young person light up when you come into the room and uh, realize that they, they really are looking forward to seeing you and that that relationship is very meaningful to them. Des Moines, what, what in, in your mind? You know, I would say um, just <clears throat> having this attitude of being unconditional. You know, our students come from different backgrounds, different experiences, and, you know, we consider ourselves to be an inclusive program uh, to where um, any student can be a part of teammates. And we have mentors, male, female, older. It doesn't matter. You know, Coach, he has two mentees right now. 
And so, uh, you know, for a mentor to have this unconditional attitude to see that student's potential, regardless of the school they go to, learning what their um, family dynamics or their background or the clothes they wear, the color of their skin, those things don't matter. Um, we believe in uh, helping students reach their full potential through mentoring. And uh, for them to have this unconditional attitude, for them to see their potential, see their strengths, um, I think um, any adult who is 18 years or older uh, can definitely be a great fit to help another young person once a week, 30 to 40 minutes, um, get to their full potential. If I graduate from high school, and then uh, we have so many scholarships in place. Um, so about 68% of our students are first generation, which means that neither of their parents graduated from college. But every year we award over $3 million in scholarships. $3 million. Wow. Um, and so a lot of these students are first generation students. About 71% of our students that get our scholarships are first generation. And so definitely a shout out to all of the mentors that are out there listening um, and knowing all of the scholarships that are out there, knowing that you're making a difference. Our mentors are our best recruiters. And so if you can help us uh, to keep this mission moving uh, by, you know, spreading the word, going onto the 93.7 uh, Facebook page, Twitter page, and sharing your experience about teammates, directing other people to our website, um, we want to grow. We, we want to impact the world, and that's our mission, and we want this legacy to continue. I, I want to we, – so we have a text line, uh, and Aggie has texted and said, thank you, Coach, for this wonderful program. It was an enormous help to my son and many others. Those messages have to be the refueling. Coach, how many of those messages do you – I mean, I imagine as you walk around town that people come up and say thank you for what you and this program has done. Well, it's always kind of surprising because um, you may walk into a grocery store or um, walk down the street and somebody comes up and says, you know, my son or my daughter was a teammate and they really got a lot out of it or some uh, and, and probably even more often uh, since we've been around now for 30 years. Um, somebody who's in their 40s uh, says, you know, I, I was a teammate and uh, really appreciate it. So. Anyway, you, you run into those people all the time, and uh, and that's always gratifying. But uh, you know, that's really not not why we're in this thing. We're we're simply there to serve because uh, I think right now is probably as difficult time for young people as there ever has been. And uh, you think about it. Uh, when I started back coaching back in the early 1960s. Um, uh, very seldom ran across a young person that wasn't living under the same roof with both bi biological parents. Mm -hmm. Today, over one half of our kids are growing up without both biological parents, and that's very difficult. And uh, and then we saw the advent of the drug culture, and uh, very few kids get through middle school today without some um, uh, somebody presenting some kind of controlled substance for them to use and and some accept and some don't, but that's been difficult. You mentioned the uh, social media, and social media is uh, sometimes portraying a lot of messages that aren't very wholesome. Some of the music lyrics, 
some of the, the stuff that uh, kids are exposed to would not have been allowed in the public domain 20 years ago. And uh, they're surrounded by that. And so, um, and then of course, with uh, with the, the COVID issues, so many of the support systems have been eliminated. Uh, the normal routines, uh, some of the, the athletic experiences, the uh, relationships with teachers. And, uh, and so uh, here in Lincoln, we've been fortunate and school has gone on pretty much the whole time. But there's a lot of schools that have been shut down and it's been very difficult for kids. So um, I would say right now, kids probably need more support than at any time, maybe in the history of our country. And, um, and they represent the future because no country is gonna be any better than the next generation coming up. And so uh, we need to pay attention to this. And, um, and that's one thing that we're trying to do. We're not fixing everybody. We're not uh, able to reach every person, but we think that we can be a substantial part of the problem, part of the, uh, of the solution. And as I mentioned earlier, I think it's really important for those who are thinking about being mentors to realize that they will grow and they will benefit from the experience as much as the mentee does. And uh, sometimes that's hard to believe because you're giving up your time, but almost anybody can give up 35, 40 minutes a week uh, over the lunch period or whatever. It's not, it's not a big commitment. And so most people can leave their place of work, go have lunch with a young person at school and be back within an hour. And, uh, and it makes a huge difference. So anyway, that's, just some of the things that we'd like people to think about. We're talking to Coach Tom Osborne, Des Moines Adams. We'll throw it to the break. Coach, we'll ask you to hold on for us, please. Uh, and we'll go into it. Mentoring, to me, figured out early on that great communities make great people and great people make great communities. We'll talk about that when we come back to the Teammates Mentoring Hour. Don't go anywhere. More of the Teammates Mentoring Hour is minutes away on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the Teammates Mentoring Hour on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back, 93.7 The Ticket, uh, Teammates Mentoring Hour, and our special show tonight uh, with Husker head coach, the legend, Tom Osborne, Des Moines Adams as the leader of this thing and the you're, you're the energy source that I see around the state. It's so funny. Coach, it has to be pretty amazing to watch Des Moines end up at every corner of the state. <laughs> um, that's pretty impressive that that you've got a, a field general out there running this program for you. Um, you've got to be proud of Des Moines. Well, yeah, Des Moines is kind of perpetual motion. And, uh, and with a large organization like this, with uh, roughly 180 chapters, uh, that's really important because uh, people people want to see you. They want to they want to make sure they connect with uh, the leadership, and and that's one thing that Des Moines really brings to the table. And Des Moines is very articulate, a very good speaker. It's uh, good at motivating people and uh, good at recruiting mentors. And and when somebody has a problem, they can always call Des Moines, and and he's going to try to get an answer to fix it if he can and uh, so 
So we really appreciate having him on board. He's, uh, he's got great vision for teammates, and uh, we're just uh, proud of all that he's done. Coach, are there are there are there former Husker players that you feel like should be a part of this thing? Like now's the time we could recruit, like we could we could re-recruit some of these Husker legends and get them as part of this program. Um, how does that generally work in, in conversations? Are folks are, are you able to pull former Huskers in at a pretty high rate? Well, I know there are some that are, and uh, some are contributing financially. We actually have some. We have a players campaign where a lot of players have really made some pretty significant contributions, and uh, this is something I'm always a little bit uncomfortable with because I feel that those players made their contribution in their four years at Nebraska, and we don't want to be a burden to them, but. For whatever reason, uh, they bought in, and and uh, it looks like we'll probably raise uh, maybe a couple million dollars through the uh, through our former players. But there are there are those who are also mentoring, and so people serve in various ways. And uh, but uh, again, we don't want to be uh, asking people to do something that they don't feel good about. And uh, so um, anyway, we. We need to have a pretty broad tent, and uh, there's all kinds of people. Uh, I think sometimes people think, well, if you're going to be a mentor, you have to be a certain age group and, uh, and a certain profession. And we <clears throat> we have mentors that are like me. I'm 84, and uh, the two guys that I'm mentoring, for whatever reason, they call me up quite often, and they seem to be looking forward to seeing me, and I sometimes wonder why. <laughs> But they are, <laughs> and we have a good relationship. And uh, and I remember we, we had one guy that uh, he had uh, multiple sclerosis, and he was in his uh, 70s, and he mentored five kids. He he mentored one student each day of the week, and um, and and he he had significant health problems, and um, and so uh, they, our mentors come in all shapes and sizes, and. The thing that's really gratifying is we have a lot of former mentees who have become mentors and and they can start at age 18, 19, 20. And uh, so we have a lot of those. So we have kids in their late teens, kids, young people in their 20s and 30s and 40s. We have older people as well. And uh, and so uh, we find that anybody who cares, anybody who's willing to commit time and, and really serve another person is very effective in doing so. Des Moines, what, how can people who are listening, one, find out information, do research about teammates and mentoring, and then on the other side of that, how can they contribute? You know, it, it seems like not just young, but even uh, our generation uh, are moved and influenced by social media. So go to our Facebook page, Teammates Mentoring Program. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, but I would say uh, you can get the most information by going to our website, teammates.org. Uh, here in the Lincoln community, um, it's um, lincolnteammates.org, where you can really be moved by our data, our videos. But also, you can see our application, how to apply. Um, you know, it's a process. You know, we do a background check. But as Coach mentioned, we provide a two- to three-hour mentor training. It's very interactive. And uh, from there, uh, you get to let us know where you would like to start. 
you know, in terms of the school, whether it's close to your home or to your job, uh, the grade level. Um, so many mentors uh, take pride in um, maybe mentoring at the school that they went to in elementary, middle school, high school. Uh, but that's the process, um, and those are the steps. And um, also, you can get to see our team if you go to the website. All of the people that are behind making sure that this movement continues to grow in these five states, but particularly here in the Lincoln community. And I know you you mentioned uh, that, you know, just how important the community is. And we know it takes a village to raise a child. Well, you know, we would love to see the Lincoln community become that village to raise and influence so many Lincoln youth uh, to uh, reach their full potential and uh, to actually become responsible citizens in this community and our society. Uh, and so right here in Lincoln, Coach said it, we have about 500 students that have raised their hand and they have said, I would like to have a positive, caring role model. I mean, for a young person to say that it's a pretty big deal, but we need more adults that are willing to make that commitment to go to our website, sign up, and we will have your back. You will be a part of a team of 10,000 other mentors. That's the beauty of this program. We are a team, and together uh, we transfer our lives. It's impressive to watch um, the reactions and the responses of the young people when people, when adults show up. Like, we understand how powerful that is, just that they can have somebody look in the eye or somebody that actually listens and remembers and they don't have to start over again. They can hold the whole place hold for the next conversation. But Coach Osborne, can you tell, is there, is there a mentoring situation or a mentee that makes you smile? Is, is there a story of, of a mentee that blossomed under this thing that comes to mind as you said, what's the perfect example of teammates mentoring and its effect? Well, <clears throat> there are there are so many. Um, my my wife Nancy mentored a young woman named Isabel and uh, Isabel was in the third grade and her uh, her father uh, was killed in a construction accident and uh, so her mother uh, decided that maybe having a teammates mentor would be would be helpful and uh, so my wife entered the picture and um, she and Isabel were together for 14 years um, through elementary school through middle school through high school and the first uh, day that they met Nancy uh, told Isabel for some reason, she said, well, I'm sure that you'll go to college someday. And uh, Isabel mentions that even today, now that she's out of college, that um, for some reason that really impacted her and impressed her. And, uh, and so there was nobody in her family who had ever gone to college or even thought about it. And uh, uh, so um, uh, today they're very close, and, and, and so it's almost like gaining another family member. And uh, Isabel has accomplished a great deal with her life. She was a good student. She actually ran a clothing store 
uh, during the time she was in college. She now has a very good job in Omaha and uh, somebody that we stay in touch with all the time. And, uh, and so uh, there are so many, so many stories like that. And uh, young guys, that I've, everyone that I've mentored, I've mentored eight young guys. One of them was for 13 years. All of them graduated from high school and all of them are gainfully employed and most of them have gone on to college. And, uh, and so I'm in touch with most of those guys still today. And I know Will Shields, for instance, who was one of those original mentors, played for the Chiefs for 14 years. And I saw Will last week, and he's still in touch with that original mentee. And that would have been uh, probably 30-some years ago. And so uh, those relationships continue over time. That, that's that's. Like that's the that's the seed and the planting and the and the nourishment. Des Moines, I'll ask you which which one comes what mentee comes to mind if you were going to highlight what this program can do. Ah, uh, you know, uh, I would say uh, my current teammates plus mentee because now mentoring doesn't stop when a student graduates from high school. Uh, that mentor relationship can continue through college, and so uh, one of my mentees is um, down in uh, Coffeeville. Um, Kansas um, at a community college and we started um, as early as elementary and just the phases you know uh, we started by playing checkers and ping pong and then we got into to middle school and started having more conversations and then high school uh, you know uh, it was more about you know football you know he played play football and having those conversations about college and <laughs> And, 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 you know, um, I could tell that, you know, our meetings went from like an hour now to more about 20, 25 minutes. And even though the meetings were cut short because, you know, he was busy, he had other things to do. He didn't want to spend his old lunch hour with me, but yet he still appreciated that 20 to 25 minutes. And uh, if for some reason I didn't show up, you know, he would have that teammates facilitator at Lincoln High to give me a call to make sure that I was going to be coming the very next week. And so uh, it just meant, still means a lot. You know, he's in college and, you know, he was home for the break and, uh, you know, we got a chance to, to talk. And for him to actually uh, be where he's at um, and for him to have someone that, that still believes in him because he took a year off and now here he is uh, achieving his dream of playing um football at a junior college I mean uh, it, it, it says a lot and um, we don't just you know talk to talk we walk it and so you know to hear coach Osborne his wife Nancy myself as, as mentors um, you know we are leading by example and uh, we hope that those that are listening know that uh, this is more than just a program uh, this is a legacy this is a team this is a special movement that we are really trying to get more people involved and uh, convinced that teammates is an opportunity, um, you know, to give back. Some people give back their money, but mm -hmm. to give your time, I would say, is one of the most valuable resources you can give a young person. We will we will go to break one final time and then come back and close out this hour. But I do want to talk about the process for future mentors. 
and talk about the process for future mentorees and how we can, if we see a lost sheep, a lost little lamb, we figure out how to gather and get them better. We'll talk about all of that when we come back to the Teammates Mentoring Hour here on 93.7 This Ticket. Don't go anywhere. More of the Teammates Mentoring Hour is minutes away on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the Teammates Mentoring Hour on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Final segment, Teammates Mentoring Hour, and it has been an absolute joy uh, and a gift uh, to have this conversation, be a part of this conversation with Coach Osborne. And uh, I, I will call you Coach Adams because you're putting in the work too. <laughs> uh, mentoring is coaching, and mentors become coaches because they are in the direction and leadership, hopefully positive leadership of young people. And I, I think that's a big part of this. Coach Osborne, um, I would be, I, I would feel awful if I did not ask you to give this community a message uh, from one of the important voices that that's ever been in this space. What is your message to them about teammates mentoring and uh, the actions going forward? Well, I think probably I've said some of those things previously don't want to be repetitive, but uh, uh, I, I've been very concerned about our young people. Uh, and sometimes that's just a, a, a function of getting old. I think most older, older people are right. always are concerned about uh, the younger generation. But uh, I think if we look at the scene around us, we realize that we have a fairly divided country right now. And we realize that um, probably 30, 40 years ago, almost every parent would tell you that they, they want their child to have a better life than they had. And, and um, I'm not sure, I, I think in, in a great many cases that's true today, but I think we've had a, an awful lot of people who have been more concerned about their, their, own, their own life, uh, doing their own thing. And sometimes kids have fallen by the wayside. And, uh, and that's, been, uh, that's been very damaging to those young people. And I don't want to give the idea that um, that teammates is just for so-called broken kids or at-risk kids. We have some kids who are from very good circumstances, but for whatever reason, feel that they would like another caring adult in their life. You think about it, uh, even in the best of families, with the internet uh, and, and all of the social media, one thing or another, it's possible to be engaged uh, 15, 20 hours a day uh, on business, on social media, on other things. And, and kids sometimes feel that neglect. And so uh, the kids that come to us come from all walks of life. And uh, it doesn't mean their parents are bad. It doesn't mean anything negative. It's just a very difficult culture right now. There's something called postmodernism, and I don't want to get too philosophical, the postmodernism simply says that there are no moral absolutes. There is no absolute truth. And so each person has to figure out their own truth. And I think this has to do a little bit 
with uh, political correctness, the idea that, well, we don't want to tell somebody what to do or what they should do. But uh, to say that uh, if everybody is doing something, cheating on tests or doing drugs or at least a lot of people, then it must be acceptable. It must be okay. And that's kind of what we drifted into, where there aren't the standards that people at one time grew up with. Just, just knowing instinctively that these are the these are the ways to go, and so um, if you can have somebody in your life who can kind of bring you back, who can say you know let's let's look at this another way. Have you thought about this? And so uh, I was mentoring a young guy, and um, he was surrounded by people who were involved in drug usage, and uh, and so uh, we talked about it, and I really realized that it was affecting his moods, you know, up and down, his ability to concentrate one thing and another. And so I called up Ricky Simmons, one of my former players, and Ricky had been down that road. He's a, he's a licensed drug counselor today, and, uh, and, and he's very direct, and he doesn't play games. And uh, we all had a conversation, and, uh, and that young guy has stayed away from drugs now for about eight months. And there's been a dramatic change in his demeanor, in his outlook toward the future. And so um, there are so many ways that we can serve these young people. And, uh, and it's simply a voice of reason, a voice that uh, can look at things from a different perspective. And somebody who cares about them is really critical at certain times. And uh, so that's kind of what we're about, and uh, we can't fix every every person, every situation. But I would say there are very, very few people that have a good mentor that aren't the better for having been in that situation, and so that's what we try to do. It it, it has been a joy and a pleasure to to get insight from you, and Des Moines, Des Moines, I'll ask you to to close out and give folks a reason. You know, first, I just want to thank all of our mentors that are listening. We have about twelve to 1,300 right here in the Lincoln community. Just think if you were to share the teammates' website, uh, talk about um, the value of mentoring. It's National Mentor Month. Just think one person. We could be at over 2,000. So I just want to thank you and just know that you are the best recruiters. And, again, uh, we're not asking you to be a tutor. We're not asking someone uh, to be a therapist or to be perfect. We're simply asking adults to have a commitment, to be a listener, and to believe in the young people in this community. All students have potential, but they need that additional person um, to help them to reach their full potential. Similar to a coach and a player, that's what a mentor and a mentee is. Go to our website, teammates.org. If you're here in Lincoln, lincolnteammates.org. Uh, help us uh, as we continue to grow this team and serve more youth uh, to reach their full potential through mentoring. If you have a business, I'll be happy to come help recruit. But, uh, DP, we just appreciate you for having us. Uh, together, we transform lives, and it takes partnerships like this to do this. So thank you. You're, you're home here. You have access. You don't need an excuse for a reason. Stop by. We'll turn the mics on for you. 
that right. we can do. Coach Osborne, thank you for your time this evening. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, don't go anywhere, Husker fans. We've got we've got Chris Raff and Aaron Davis next. They're bringing in Kenny, Kenny Wilhite and Steve Warren. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> 